I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for the most average podcast ever. It's Zach. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. And the news. From what I've heard... You're using your paper not for writing, but for rolling doobies. You're going to be doing a lot of doobie rolling when you're living in a van down by the river. All right, folks, it's volume 22, Zach and the Nose podcast. Uh, We're having a good time with this podcast. We hope you guys are as well. Yes, we have dove into different areas to podcast about since fantasy football and the season has been uh, done. It's over. We've went into everything, personal stuff, basketball, Game of Thrones, Avengers, you name it. We've talked about it. And that's exactly what we'll be doing today here on the podcast as well. Now, here's the special thing. This is volume 22. I think I've already said that before, but this is volume two. Let me introduce my partner in crime first before I get to my my little 30-second monologue here. The Nose, at Spencer Nose on Twitter. Uh, That's how you know him there, and you know him here from the podcast as well and the Joe Rose Show when he comes on weekly for fantasy football segments. Nose, how are you today? Feeling very old today. And that's where I, that's all you need to say right now to get me to my 30 second well, let, monologue. Before you get to your 30 second monologue, uh-huh. let me, let me challenge you to a movie trivia question. Oh, okay. I'm in. To our volume 22. Yes. The Double Deuce. Can you name the movie? Oh, no. Come on. Um, the Double Deuce. It's a bar. It's the name of a bar. That's my first hint. I don't know. Come you on. You got me. Really? You don't yeah. know you don't know Roadhouse You're, and no. Dalton? No, I don't. You don't. I don't. I really don't. Okay. I mean if you would have said like Revenge of the Nerds, I would have been pissed off that I didn't get it. But Roadhouse, no, I don't. Uh you have homework. Okay. It's I, called I will, Roadhouse. I will watch and Roadhouse. It I like is the Roadhouse Steakhouse. Classic. Isn't there a Roadhouse Steakhouse? Yeah, well I thought, is I, that with the peanuts? Is that that Yeah, the one where you eat the peanuts and throw them on the floor. It's a classy establishment. I like I the like the double deuce. Like Roadhouse. Right. Okay, I'm gonna, okay, I'll watch it. Next week, I'll have a full book anyway, report the, for you. you know, all you now. Go all for right, your 30-second rant. This is where the 30-second rant was coming from, and, and you said, but feeling old, this is where it comes from. Uh, I've known those for a very long time, uh, probably 20 years plus at this point. We're both uh, a couple days away from our birthdays. Now, the difference is that this birthday is number 40 for both of us. We're, we're getting to that age where you are considered old. 40, you were considered an old man at that point or getting to that old man stage. This is our last podcast. I texted this to Nose uh, last night and this morning. This is our last podcast as 30-year-olds. Like, when this podcast airs, when people download it uh, on WQAM.com or whatever it is, blah, 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 uh, we will be 40 years old, basically, by that time. When we come into next week to tape our podcast, we'll be doing our first podcast as 40-year-olds, and this one is our last one as 39-year-olds. I say that and feel extremely old while saying that. With a kid at home, and you have two, I know that. But, wow, when when I first said that to you, this is our la- last podcast we're doing, uh, in our 30s, your first reaction was what? 
This is painful for right. For, I'm I'm hurting. Yeah, forty hurts me. Okay, because yeah. I'm a person who uh, like <laughs> sounds cliche. I like to party. I like to be young. I like to. I, I still feel like my college years are still in my loins in yeah. my gut. Yet my hair color and uh-huh. now age just says you are old. You have two children. It's like you can't. I don't want. I, I can't go to a club now and just start, you know, no, popping any type of weird colored pills and feel yeah. like that I'm still young and cool. No, no. I'm old. Yep. And it hurts because I, I don't know why, but my dad, when he turned forty, I I, I remember it. It crushed him. It, it it was one that he hurt. You're not the, in the thirties anymore. You're forty year old. There's just no looking back now. You hit forty, and that's it the halfway mark you're like two days older than me so you were the old man of the show uh wow we were really born literally like, 48 hours apart yeah, that's, that's it. pretty that's cool it. I, so, so we're so it's, uh, it's yeah it's, it's just uh, weird like i got topics that i want to talk about i got things i want to talk about and then there's just like oh my god i brought this up and this is all i could think about now uh is the fact that we're both going to be 40 by the time we do our next podcast and this is our last one in our 30s so we can act like children for this podcast but next week we got to be adults again i don't I don't. I'm never going to be I'm an adult, literally right? lost for words right yeah. now. The only thing that's keeping me going right now is that I was just challenged by Mr. Joe Rose. Love it. In a tennis match that's going to be happening after this podcast, God willing, weather permitting, all that stuff. Okay, so we'll. So that'll be another topic it, for next week, how that match He went. has beaten players in here. I just learned he doesn't lose games, this guy. He smokes Ira Winderman when he plays Ira. Uh, he, Alex Solana challenged him and for like the last 18 months. He's been saying how good of a tennis player he is. And I'm going to beat the, you know, the shit out of Joe Rose when I play him in tennis, this and that. And then over the weekend, I got a text from Alex, literally, Hey, what's Joe's number? And normally if someone asks that, that I don't know, I go, what do you need? Like, what can I, do you need something from Joe? You're never going to get hold of him. Do you need me to help? I knew. And I went, don't tell me you're you're asking to play tennis. And he goes, that's exactly why I'm supposed to meet him. Gave him that number, and then I waited. Because then I saw a tweet from Alex saying, for the last 18 months I've been challenging old man Joe Rose to a tennis match. I'm on my way now. This should be fun. I waited to see. I was following Alex to see what the next tweet was going to be. And about two and a half hours later, basically the tweet said, holy shit, the old man beat the hell out of me. He took him... 11 games to none, and then he quit. That's, I mean, this kid, he's a 20-year-old kid, okay? Joe is 60-plus and a grandfather. Well, yes, but Joe is also a professional athlete. I don't care what he was a professional. I've seen the highlights of him taking that. Highlights. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, you're pushing when you say highlights. Well well done by you. Oh, he's at Central Park, though, multiple times a week. He calls there for weather updates during the show, and the minute he calls, they must have caller ID, obviously. And the lady at the front, old lady, nice old lady at the front, or the old guy up front goes, hi, Joe, weather's good, you're good. Like, doesn't even let him go, hey, this is Joe Rose, can I speak to Betty? What's can your- I speak to Beverly at the front? It's just, no, we're good, weather's fine, we should be okay by 11. Not knowing anything about my tennis game and not knowing, you you know I'm an athlete, but, yeah. you know, to what a Jewish athlete could be. Correct. Okay. You're Josh Nosen. Am I getting a game off of him? Alex is... Wow, you're going to be 40. Alex is probably 15 years younger than you. Yeah, I know. In much better shape. Probably has played tennis more recently than you have, I'm guessing. But he's a millennial. You know what that means? He's a millennial, so he's, he's got, lazy. He just doesn't have the eye of the yes. tiger. Yet he I will was literally ready di- to go. He, I don't care. 
I don't okay. care. That's a millennial. Well, here's the question. Instead of asking no me that, you guys. I'll ask you this. Are you going to get a game off Joe Rose? Fuck yeah, I am. Okay. Of course okay. I'm going to get I a game off. I'm an athlete, coach. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, all right. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm really dreading the next, like the, the text from you, like in about three hours. Oh, at 2 p.m., 3 p.m. today, if I don't hear back from you, I'm not even texting you. I'm putting my son in the car and we're going to your house. And I will wait at your front door until you answer. Because I know if I get the call from Central Park, the courts, from you, you took a game. If I don't hear from you, it's because you're lost. You don't want to answer the question. So it's going to be a fun afternoon for me as well. While playing with my son this afternoon and trying to teach him how to walk, I will be waiting for the noses text. Actually, I'll be honest. If you get smoked 11 nothing like Alex did, I won't even need your text. Joe will call me. If my phone rings, you got smoked. That's the way I look at this afternoon. My God, the dude's a grandfather, okay? I, like, a grandfather. I don't care. Grandpa per- Joe is going to whoop your ass today. It just depends if you get – you need to get the game. You get the game, you're a winner. I will consider you the winner of the match today if you come back and say I, I, it was 10-1. I'm bringing the eye of the tiger. Okay. I'm, I'm literally going to play foreigner on my way there, and it's on like Donkey Kong. Okay, there it is. I like it. All right, let's get into some, some of the BS we talk about here on the show. One is Game of Thrones. Uh, I wanted to bring it up because we've all been waiting for the season. We talk about it each week. The last couple of weeks we've been talking about Game of Thrones heavily here on the podcast, including one we did basically just on that in the Avengers a couple of weeks back. Episode 5 aired on Sunday. Um, Episode six was oh no sorry oh, five five we're five. waiting for six My six bad. is on Sunday night no it's okay uh, six is Sunday night so six is the finale the series finale but five was supposed to be the fireball episode the big war or the second the the final war I guess you could say uh, people are gonna die in this uh, your thoughts I have to go and and while you're giving your thoughts I'm gonna go into my notebook because I gotta see I have a sheet oh, of yeah. dead and not dead and I gotta see uh, where we are we're not doing that until next week okay so we're not gonna finish until it's all over it's just I gonna, wanted to kind of get an update on that I don't know where we are on that uh, but. Okay, your first reaction when the show ended, uh, nevertheless the details in it, but just your first reaction. See, uh, episode five ends, they go to the credits, knows thinks what? Well, my first thought was that was pure dragon porn, okay? So I, there's a lot of haters out there, and I understand their complaints, but we got what we all were looking for, which was dragon porn. Yep. That dragon taking out everybody. What people are upset about is that they wanted the evil eval Cersei to have a better death. People wanted Arya to kill her. She's been waiting to kill her since her daddy head got chopped off right. at the end of season one. Um, Rest in peace. Now. Was I a little disappointed that Arya goes all the way to the distance into that room where they do all that planning and then the hounds just like, get out of here. You don't need to die today. Meanwhile, she is the only one who survived. But that's another story. That's amazing. Um, I think that the Games of Thrones overall was that that episode was beyond entertaining. I'm not going to get so into being upset about how Cersei's died. I'm not that upset um, with how the one thing I guess I am upset is they did rush the storyline out of nowhere and um, they basically slow played everything for Games of Thrones, which was amazing. The slow game of chess for everyone to get to the games, you know, to the throne, and then all of a sudden it's just bam. You know, they're really speeding this thing up. Um, Daenerys went completely crazy. She's I, the Mad Queen now. We all know that. I didn't mind it. I, I thought they were setting up for something like this. It, it looked like it kind of went when she kept saying to Jon Snow, uh, not just in the last episode, but the last couple ones. And, and I'll remember this one quote. She said, there's so much love in Westeros for you. 
all I have is fear. And when I, when, I, when I read into that a little more, and you don't have to be a genius to think about that quote and think about where it's going to go next, she knows Jon Snow could be the, the sit on the Iron Throne and be the guy and everyone would love it. She also knows that nobody wants her there. So the only way for her to get there is to kill everyone, is to make everyone scared of her. Like she, like she was trying to prevent every place she went where she would kill the tyrants and let the slaves go. Kill these guys and there'd be no one working for anybody. What she's doing now is she's being that person. She's be- becoming that person. And I'm not upset by that because you did see the writing on the wall for that. A lot of people are really upset that she turned into, like, the the mad queen. But you saw this kind of coming for a while, especially that Jon Snow won't even kiss her on the lips anymore because he's just like, ah, you know, like, you're my queen. You'll always be my queen. And she goes, oh, that's it? Just my queen? I mean, she and wants, you she wants some sex. And when he pulled back and he's like, Auntie, auntie, or however right. we say it, I don't want this. She's like, oh, Pissed so off. fear. She yep. goes, so fear it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, listen, my take on it is to everybody, listen, it is not easy to pull off an amazing ending or to satisfy everybody at the end of a show that is this popular. There's only been a very few handful of shows that have had this popularity. The Sopranos completely muffed their ending to many people. We don't know what happened at the end of that. I happen to love that the family got together and they were in that Jersey diner. <laughs> don't stop believing. Right, don't stop believing. It was That's just all a, you heard. It Fade was to black. Fade to black. People were pissed. Best show considered on TV of all time was Seinfeld. What a awful job they did ending it, and they admit it, and they knew it, because it's so difficult to finish. My favorite show of all time, the one that is, you know, and to me, the unicorn, is Breaking Bad. In every sense, and that was the only show so far that finished. I mean, there's Strong a few. There's a few about, out there. Yeah, yeah. Out there, Six Feet Under was. I was a huge fan of, and they killed it at the end. But Breaking Bad was the show that really appealed to the masses, like Game of Thrones does, and they killed it at the end yep. in a great way. Uh, Game of Thrones. So people are going to be upset, and now all of a sudden we have what one episode left. 80 minutes, maybe. 82 to, minutes, that's it. To figure out how Arya Stark's now going on some crazy uh, horse through the ghost town now to go probably meet up with Sanse and Johnny Stark. That's right. And what's going to happen? Well, I can make a prediction. Shall I? Sure, why not? I think Jon Snow's going to figure out how to turn that dragon on Daenerys. That's my call because he's, what, the true Targaryen? I'm that's very right. 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 So if, the last male Targaryen, that's what I, it is. I, it's just the only way I see it being super badass where he gets the throne. Then he lets probably Sansa be the, the you know, the queen. He's going to go right off to the north. To the uh, to the, the, what is it, the wall, the Great Wall. Maybe, because maybe he ends up going back there when it's all done and lets Sansa rule the Seven Kingdoms. Arya being the right hand. But the one thing I care about, please don't kill off my favorite character, the Imp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he is the best character. I got a feeling he's dead in this one. Yeah, I do. I just have a feeling. I, I, I'm shocked. I'll tell you where the only place I'm upset. We worked how many times? What was it? Season eight? Is this what the season is? I don't Game of Thrones. Yeah. So let's say it's season eight. We worked eight seasons to get the storyline of the White Walkers, and eight seasons to see how nasty of a bitch uh, Cersei is. That th- those were the two big evil powers in the show. One of them died to a knife to the belly real quick. The other one died by a brick hitting her head. I just feel like those should have been more dramatic deaths somehow, some way. I'm not saying Arya should have jumped out of a building with a fake face on and, and as Jamie and killed her. That would have been pretty cool to do that. And I'm not saying the Night King should have been killed by Bran, you know, jumping out of his chair and shooting him with an arrow. But there just should have been more than the, the ceiling collapsing on Cersei 
and the Night King getting stabbed by Arya out of nowhere. It was a cool death, but there just should have been more. We should have just thought more about rushed. It. But it's rushed. all rushed, and now there's rushed. one episode left. There's like 25 characters that still have storylines you want to hear of or hear from, and there's no way they're going to be able to finish all these in 82 minutes. None. There's just no chance. So we're, I think to a point, no matter what, we might end up seeing the the uh, series finale coming up uh, next Sunday and then figure, I'm satisfied the show is over, but what happened here, 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 and here? And it's the same way I thought about after The Sopranos. Well, what's going to happen to Tony here? What's going to happen there? What happened with this guy? What about Paulie? What about that? You were asking all those questions. The difference is we're going to be asking about a dragon, possibly Jon Snow. What's up with Arya? It's going to end up happening like that. I'm not worried. I just hope it's entertaining for 82 minutes. In terms of entertainment. Yes. I was entertained as all can be during that episode. Yes. Th- those you, you scenes, said it was dragon those scenes yeah. on, on the on, Those scenes where um, Ari is running away and where Aaron Rodgers gets burned to death, pretty cool little cameo by him. Those scenes uh, were wonderfully done, okay? Really good cinematography. I enjoyed all the angles of the, of the dragon porn that we're talking about, shooting up everybody. Uh, really enjoyed the show. So sometimes you have to just, you know, people are really nerd out with this stuff. So I just try to say, try to enjoy it. You know, don't overthink it. Uh, but unfortunately, God, if you're on Twitter, you see the reaction. People are literally really, it's bad. really upset yeah, about it's, it. It's like, more upset about this than it was the dark episode. What was it, a couple episodes ago when everyone was yeah, pissed off because yeah. it was so dark? People are not happy with the last season, and I understand why. But there's going to be plenty of people like that. It happens with every show, like I, you just said. Just everything in life. Name a show that was on for like 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 15 years, and then ask them what they thought about the finale of that show. You could probably get the top 10 or 15 shows of all time that people watched and have people that have seen all of them and said, rank them in order. And they're going to give you the one that they love, the Breaking Bad or whatever it is. Love the ending of that. Then you're going to go to one of the most popular shows of all time, The Sopranos. And they're going to say, I hated the ending to that, and it ruined it for me. It ruined it for me. I hate The Sopranos. I invested 12 years of my life in that. And that's what people are going to say about Game of Thrones. I just wanted to get to the ending of that or whatever it's going to be. So we'll see what happens there. All right. So. We had the draft lottery last night. We'll get into some NBA playoffs in a second. We had the draft lottery last night. In my mind, the draft lottery was fun last night uh, because of the fact that there weren't the one team that had the 30 or 25% chance, and there wasn't a team that had a 20. There were three or four teams that had a pretty good shot of getting the number one pick overall. The Knicks, the Cavs, uh, who am I missing? Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix was another team. And then there were a couple like the Heat, 1%, or the Celtics could have gotten a, a top pick if Sacramento got up close. And then we get to the final four, and it's two teams the NBA does not want to have Zion in Memphis and New Orleans, and two teams the NBA is drooling about getting a Zion Williamson, the Knicks and the Lakers. In my mind, the biggest nightmare for me would be Zion going to the Knicks because I like the Knicks being irrelevant. I hate the Knicks. I am a Heat fan. I just hate the Knicks in general. The Lakers, to me, would have been the ultimate. Here comes a conspiracy theorist, LeBron, Zion, uh, Anthony Davis comes to that team. Like, they're the next super team. They win five straight titles, the whole deal. Instead, it was New Orleans. Anthony Davis is sitting there. Can they talk Anthony Davis into staying with Zion? I don't know. But what did you think last night when the final four came around, the Lakers get four, the Knicks get three, Memphis gets two, and New Orleans wins the Zion sweepstakes? few thoughts. One, to all the conspiracy theorists out there, shut the fuck up, okay? You're done. I, you rarely hear me curse on here. Shut up. Because 
Nobody in the NBA wanted Zion going to New Orleans, okay? And nobody. Nobody. And one of my favorite players in college in many, many years is this John Morant. He's a star. This is Russell Westbrook part two. And it looks like he's going to go to Memphis. So for your conspiracy theorists out there, the NBA is getting Zion in New Orleans. Yuck. But even worse, this John Morant is so charismatic and fun, and I wanted him in a big market. And I know Stuck in Memphis. He's likely going to go to Memphis. Maybe Barrett goes too to Memphis. I don't. We don't know yet. But and, and then maybe Morant goes to New York, and we got something there. Sure, sure. That, but oh, every Knicks fan will be happy about that. Zion is obviously the prize, and now he's in New Orleans. What does this mean? We don't know yet. David Griffin has a lot of options there right now, and uh, we can't pretend on any podcast that we know what we're talking about. All I know is he's a new GM who's going to go and say, hey, AD, let's just start over right now. I don't think it's going to work. Me either. I don't, and I am and I know you're, um, you're happy the Knicks didn't get that one. Yes. But it all depends what Kevin Durant wants to do in this oh, offseason. Because oh, if that. KD wants to go to New York. He'll take then, Kyrie and go. Yep. So this could have been a blessing for the New York in some weird way uh, if they didn't get Zion. and it, Maybe KD wouldn't have gone. I, I don't know. But let's not really pass judgment so quickly on where the Knicks are going, even though they are a super jinxed franchise oh, after that. Until James Dolan sells that team or just hands it over to somebody else. They are going to be the fully jinxed team. In the Once studio. Patrick Ewing was on, I knew it was big trouble. Yep, that you're guy. Right, you're that right. guy. I grew up in New York. I am not a Knicks fan, but I grew up in New York. This just what a great ball player. Don't get me wrong, one of the best in the '80s. But when it came down to being clutch, that guy was not clutch. Still missed that layup. Still, people are talking off about that, that back thing. rim. All, All you had to do is just hit one little layup, and your whole career in life would be different. Yet I'm traumatized by the Knicks organization because of Allen Houston. I know, I know you are traumatized. Get over I can't, it. I can't. I saw the picture of him last night. They showed the Knicks said, "We in here," and it's a picture of Ewing in Houston. And I was like, I respect Pat, and I hate Allen Houston. I just can't handle that guy anymore. I like the. Uh, this morning, I think we read on Twitter last night late, it was the Knicks trading their pick to New Orleans for Anthony Davis and R.J. Barrett and Zion playing in New Orleans yep. together, the little Duke connection there. I think that would be fun. Actually, that would be okay. I just don't want to see the Knicks get better before the Heat do, uh, even though you know when I bring up the Allen Houston stuff, what Heat fans will say to me was, I know, get over the Allen Houston thing. You've won three championships since that happened, and the Knicks have been in purgatory since. I understand that. But once you hate a team, you hate a team forever. That's just how it goes. If I'm the Knicks, if I'm a Knicks fan, excuse me, just like your brother or whatever. My brother's I'm, a diehard Knicks I'm, fan. If I'm a Knicks diehard fan, I'm literally sitting there and rooting against Golden State every day because you know how it is when a team wins a championship. The camaraderie... The feeling of let's do it again immediately hits all of them. So my opinion is if Kevin Durant wins again there, they might try to find a way to keep that train going. And they're going into a new building, brand new building in uh, in, in the, on the West Coast in San Francisco, wherever it is. And you the know Bay. the money up there. Oh, my God. It's going to be a beautiful course. building. Yeah, it's going to be Silicon gorgeous. Valley, what up? So they want to keep you know, KD there. Um, I think KD's as good as gone unless they win, like you said. If they win the championship, and it was the same thing here, go back to the Heat Big Three. They lost to San Antonio in that fourth year, and the only way LeBron was going to stay here in my mind is if they won. The minute he got cramps, the minute the air conditioning went off in San Antonio, you might as well pack LeBron's bags. He's out. They're going to lose. It's done. It's over. This kind of dynasty you wanted down here in Miami is done. I think the same thing in Golden State. The difference is, is that when that happened down here in Miami, LeBron left. 
Uh, Wade was gone. Bosch blood clot started a, li- a little after that. It was just it was a waste at that point. It was gone. If Golden State loses KD, and they re-sign Clay because if they lose KD, Clay is going to get the max super max contract. And they have KD, and they have uh, Steph Curry, and they have Draymond for the next couple of years. They're still going to be a really good team. They won a championship like that a couple of years back. The Splash Brothers and Draymond are going to be just fine. Just fine. Right, right. You saw that in but, the game last night. Exactly. Right. But losing KD, I don't care how big of a fan you are of the Warriors. You can't lose LeBron. You can't lose KD. You can't lose a guy like that and say everything's going to be okay. There is going to be an adjustment period. There was an adjustment period for the Warriors in the last couple days trying to get ready for these games, knowing that KD wasn't going to be there. A little bit easier, like I said, and you said, when you have Steph and Clay still there and Draymond still there. But losing KD is not going to be easy. It's the same thing in Toronto. If Kawhi gets you know to the finals this year, if Kawhi wins a championship, it's going to be hard for him to leave Toronto. If they don't, which I don't think they're going to, I think Kawhi is as good as gone unless Toronto puts on this unbelievable display for him that says not only are we going to be good in the next five years, but we're going to get players and we're going to do this. I don't know what's going to end up happening there. Well, that is exactly right. You have no idea because, quite honestly, that Kawhi Leonard, that's a strange cat. He's a strange He's bird. a weird dude. So anybody who's going to start telling me or, or, or any of these, I know people have to fill content on the ESPN and whatnot. Of course. But if people are going to tell me that they know what he's going to do, that's a lie. Kawhi Leonard is a weird dude, and he might just like being in the North, okay? He might like being in Toronto because he's a little bit away from the scene of well, a he major... he doesn't like media. I don't think he's a major markets. market guy. Yeah, so but, I think he's in the perfect place for himself. But he wants. But we, he's already basically said before, we've heard the rumors before, he wants to go to L.A. He's an L.A. kid. He grew up in California. He did. But not Lakers. The Clippers. Clippers. That makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah, so I think the Clippers makes the most sense. And, and be honest with you, KD doesn't have to go too far away. Can you imagine Kawhi and KD teaming up in Clipperland? They have enough if they get rid of uh, Gallinari for two max $45 million slots. Let's just agree to let's just agree that this summer is going to be unbelievable for the a, NBA. NBA super porn. Okay. Yes, yes. It is going to be unbelievable. I'm you excited. Have, you have so I mean, you have so much drama going on. I mean, you have Probably the best summer since I I, I feel like since set, the LeBron summer. Exactly. That's exactly that, that's what it what's was. Going, 2010. I mean, and anything could happen. The Celtics have the most pieces right now. They have three first round draft picks this year again. And you know what? Jason Tatum is now a viable option for trade for yeah. for a star. So if and you know how is New Orleans going to say no? I don't want these th- you know these first round draft picks. Oh, and Jason Tatum, who was the third pick of the draft, who should have been the first pick of the draft. Let's see what happens because anything right now could go down in the summer. I agree. Anything. I and agree. we don't know where Kawhi is going to be. We don't know what Kevin Durant's doing and who he's going to be calling on the phone. And, God, we all know that Kyrie Irving is a comp- – I mean, him and him and Leonard are just two strange cats. Sick, yes. They're, they're really good players. We're really strange As a players. Celtics fan, Kyrie, just go on your merry way. I'm yeah, done with you. I, I, I think I, that I that's the, the consensus when you talk I'm to done. Celtics fans. I know you are. I'm done. And when you hear other people from Boston talking about it, it's just it's over. It's done. All right, final four left in the NBA right now. We've been talking about the NBA, so let's quickly get to that. My thoughts for the last couple of years with KD or not with Golden State was there's not a team in the league that could beat them four out of seven times. I just have been saying that for years. 
I've and, heard it for several years from you. And, and to be honest with you, KD or not this year against Portland, at least to get to the finals, I don't think they need KD to beat Portland. Portland's a good team. They're just not beating Golden State four out of seven times. Uh, they'll be lucky if they get one or two games out of this series here. Uh, I do think the intriguing series is the one that starts in the Eastern Conference, Toronto and Milwaukee. You're talking about two of the best players in the league basically going to face off in the Greek freak and Kawhi. We talked about Kawhi before. These are two of the best three or four guys in the league right now. They're going to be in a series together. I just think what it's going to end up coming down to is the role players on the team. Milwaukee's got a better team overall than Toronto does, even though Toronto's got Lowry, who should be the third best player on the court. But when the playoffs start, he just forgets how to play basketball. But I'm intrigued by the East, not as much as the West as I am with the Eastern Conference Finals starting. You nailed it. Uh, you got the two best players, probably, well, two of the best players in the East right now. Let's not get crazy. But the Greek freak to me right now is, Sick. it's it. I, I, I watched him literally destroy the Celtics. And I watched a player who could dribble like a point guard, who could drive to the hoop with so much speed. With his length, it's almost an automatic layup every time. And if it's not, it's a foul. How are they going to stop him? And then you just said it. They have a really good team around him, very quietly. I'm personally rooting for Milwaukee now. I, I love the small market. I love that he's dedicated to that small market. And I feel like the uh, Wisconsin people deserve this win. Uh, actually, you know, Toronto, they really give a crap a lot, too. Did you see the, yeah. that crowd outside? Jurassic Park. That's what they're watching, Jurassic Park. It's not Park. the best for the NBA, but I think if you're a true fan of basketball, you're going to get a really good series. So... I, I have the Greek freak winning. I got the freak versus Golden State. Okay, me too. And uh, yeah, I just I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna ride your back on that until Golden State really loses. I think they're gonna be able to put a plan together to beat anybody right now. I agree. And if I Steph just, Curry's gonna hit nine po- oh, three pointers in a game, and if Kevin Durant comes back, I mean, Jesus, it's hard. well. This is the worst thing to happen for the rest of the league. I think, in my point, Kevin Durant leaves for a little while, and Steph gets his groove back. Like Steph was just a little bit of a funk, but Kevin Durant was able to score forty points a game, so it didn't matter. Your top guy scores forty, your secondary guy could score twenty and be all right. If Steph's getting thirty three a game, KD's coming back, and now Clay's hot, and Draymond's still crazy ass Draymond. I mean, come on. It's going to be tough to beat that team four to seven times. Is Boogie Cousins coming back? There's all these rumors about I I bet you he doesn't come back for the Portland series, but he comes back for the final. It's going to be cute. He's going to get his title by playing like three games. That's yeah, it. it's going to be cute. And then he'll get his max contract. And he's going to get- be overweight and just going to be terrible signing he's for somebody. Play with the Lakers. I think he's going to play with the Lakers because uh, LeBron's like he's just going to go like to a, 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 like, a, a, like an Atlanta and just suck. Who offers him the most money? That's where he's going. And he that. should. Yeah. Get your ring yep. and move on. It's been the best plan ever for somebody like that. Right. Anyway, the, the truth is the NBA, we've just discussed it for the last 15 to 20 minutes. The NBA right now it's is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it they, is. They have, was it Adam Silver? Congratulations. You've put together a hell of a league right now. Everybody's interested. Everybody's talking about it for good, bad, or indifferent. The NBA is in fuego. Yeah, it really is. All right, last uh, topic we'll talk about today before we get out of here. Uh, PJ Championship, Tiger Woods coming off the Masters win, uh, the miraculous Masters win there. You are the golf expert here on the podcast, as I like to say. Uh, you think Tiger could double up here, win the PJ Championship? Where are they at? Beth Page, is that where Beth it is? Beth Page yeah. Black, where the long hitters who could hit it down the middle – are going to survive. If you are not hitting the ball straight and if you're in the in the rough, you're done. So if Tiger Woods could drive like he did in the Masters, yeah, damn right he's going to be right there. But my prediction is 
This is Brooks Kopka. This is the guy that he's going to just, he's just got the right temperament for it. I have Brooks Kopka winning the PGA Championship. I just hope that Tiger Woods gives everybody a show because it's just amazing weekend entertainment. And uh, I'm hoping he does well. Beth Pageback is one of the toughest courses in the country. It's America's course. It's a public course. I'm really excited for it. Very disappointed that Justin Thomas has uh, withdrawn with a bad wrist. He's a really entertaining golfer as well. Um, but overall, I mean, everybody wants Tiger to do this, obviously. I want Tiger to do this. Um, but I have Brooks Kopka winning the PGA Championship. I just want Tiger in it on Sunday so I can watch golf. Because if he's not in it on Sunday, I'm not going to watch any You golf. won't watch golf. I, I certainly will. Yeah, I, I know you will because you'll watch, you know, I, I really don't care unless Tiger's in a blood red shirt, that Nike blood red shirt on Sunday afternoon. All right, that'll be the podcast, volume 22 for us, Zach and the Nose. Our, la- our last podcast. We are. In our 30s. Next time I see you. You'll be an old 40-year-old. But am I going to beat Joe Rose in a game before I turn 40? That could be the entire podcast next week. With Joe Rose here as a guest here on the podcast. We'll yeah, right. that happen. We'll see. Maybe we need some star power on this podcast. We'll see what happens. All right. Nose, always a pleasure sitting next to you for this time in this little bunker that we get to uh, tape the uh, podcast in. Happy birthday to you coming Same up in a day you, or two. My friend. Thank you, my friends. Thank you very much. Enjoy your uh, last couple hours as a 30 year old, as I will as well. All right, that's volume 22. Thank you for everyone that listened here to the podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Take it easy. And again, I feel like an old man. I got more gray hair than I've ever had before. Those got a lot of gray hair. A lot more than you, my friend. I know, but I have the facial hair. It shows. Like, I got, like, a skunk on my face right now. All right, we'll talk to you again next week. It's Zach and the News. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.